This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and as always, I'm joined by Catalor and the voluptuous Rob Humphrey. How you doing? Hey there. Is that what I was calling you for a minute, or what was I calling you? That's good. That's fine. No, I mean, it was. It was something else. Wasn't it? I don't know. Voluptuous works. I got nice curves <laughs> and big boobs. Cat, what, what what was I calling you know, him? Cat, I tried to remember. Uh, that's just what came out. Now, now all I can think of is voluptuous. Though oh. I know that's not right, but it. I don't know. Was it magnificent? No, I did do that at one point. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Damn. All right. Anyway, someone will let us know. Chris, I'm sure. Chris has that in like a Rolodex somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Filed away. Uh, anyway, we are joined this week by a very special guest. Amber from Twitter. Amber Scroggins. Amber, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Mikey. Thank you so much. Hey, Kat. Hey, Rob. So great to be here. Or should I say Lord Humphreys? No. <laughs> yeah, don't address him that way. No, please <laughs> don't. No. We awarded the cup last week. That was nice. Nice no, we, ceremony. We didn't. No, no. But uh, to celebrate Amber being here, guys, I uh, made the decision earlier that I was going to bring Margarita in a can out of retirement. Holy Yay! shit. Yes. So, I went to the liquor store and they were out of margarita in a can. So I don't know if I'm getting classy or if I'm getting trashy, but I am drinking margarita in a plastic bottle. Oh, Holy shit. That's right. Wow. Yeah. We'll see how this one goes. I don't know. I I'm getting know pretty those. classy today. Uh, I have my answer. I'm drinking blue Moscato Ooh. straight out of the bottle. Nice. I didn't there know it go. came in blue. I didn't either. <laughs> so that's a blue wine yeah holy shit i i think it's a blue rose actually oh damn oh, okay fancy pants look at this and i'm still see you guys went and upgraded and i'm still in the fucking can with jack daniels over here. i don't no know the margarita <laughs> in a plastic bottle is better than margarita <laughs> in a can I, I i really don't we're gonna find that one out together are we yeah buddy? yeah yeah i will say these are not as strong as margarita in a can which is disappointing well, and the the bottles also did not hold as much as the uh, cans did, so I do not have as much alcohol as I thought I did tonight. Damn, yeah. Amber, are you um at any level of intoxicated? What's going on with you over there? What you got? Uh, actually, I wound up making uh, hillbilly Shirley Temple. It's orange juice and uh, cherry moonshine with a little Ooh. bit of tequila. Ooh, ooh, my God. 
That is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of this episode, Amber's going to be yelling, Margarita again. It sounds like, it sounds like <laughs> half a glass of that, and I'd be asleep on somebody's floor somewhere. <laughs> Holy shit. And I'm not even eating the cherries. I'm just drinking cherry moonshine. Nice. Nice. I also have a cup of Sunny D. Does that count? Counts as you being yes. disgusting. What? Sunny D. We're a child. Uh, children can drink Sunny D, I guess. Yeah. Hey, man. There's nothing wrong. I grew up on Sunny. There's nothing wrong with Sunny D. <laughs> yeah, most of us grow out of it at some point, though. Absolutely not. Changed? I still drink Tang. Tang. I didn't tang, even know yeah. you could get Tang anywhere. Can no. you? Yeah. I still see Tang around. That's what oh, they wow. used to give the astronauts. Really? I don't know. I think that was like that a commercial. Yeah. Something. I don't know whether that shit was true or not, but <laughs> I'll tell you what, too. Uh, a little bit of vodka and Sunny Delight, very, 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 very good. So you're yes, drinking like a child screwdriver. No, I didn't put vodka in it. This <laughs> I have my jacket in the can. I didn't know we were doing all these things. Nobody tells me anything yet. Of course, we always go through a roll call of what we're drinking. But you know, no one told me we were switching it up. I have my can and my gummies and. I didn't intend on switching it up. I went to the liquor store and I thought it's a special occasion. It's a terrible movie we're talking about. <laughs> I got to sit through this movie. I'm going to get some margarita in a can and make it worth it. And then they didn't have it. So I ended up with margarita in a plastic bottle. I also have Mai Tais left, but then I just, I got so distracted by the fact yeah. that the wine was blue. Yeah, <laughs> I, I almost bought, the, they did have the Moscow mules in a can and I almost bought those. But I, you know, I just love a margarita. I had the margarita in a can, and it was giving me heartburn, so I switched it up to moonshine. Yeah, that will oh, happen. Amber, you've had margarita in a can? Yeah. Holy shit. All right. Yeah, I figured I'd try it because he, he was talking about how good it was, and I'm a margarita type of person. Yeah, and, and this the margarita in a plastic bottle is not bad. I mean, I'm you know, I just uh, I'm, it's not as strong and. I don't know what kind of Rob it's going to deliver here in a little bit. We'll see. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, what flavor Jack Daniels in a can do you have, Mikey? I have watermelon punch. Okay. Oh, I think that's what you had last week, too. No, I had the lemonade. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that with my uh, my little Delta 9. So, I'm, I'm going to. I'm in a good place right now for a very shitty movie, as Rob mentioned. Uh, Amber, you had called in, who remember, who knows how long ago it was now, and you were talking about the Texas Chainsaw just came out, Netflix 2022, all that shit. And um, you said you would love to come on and talk about it, and we love having Amber on, so we said, fuck it. And here you are. What made you, I mean, we're going to have to get into the news uh, before we really get into it, get into it, but what made you, like, what what made this the one to talk about for you? Honestly, because to me, and this is just my opinion only, this is by far the worst movie that they want to connect to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. By mm. far the worst storyline ever. Hmm. That, that's pretty I heavy. You know, if we're just talking storylines, I'm going to go ahead and say right now you're right. <laughs> Damn. Do you guys want to get into the news real quick and then we can uh, uh, get right into it? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I have a feel like I have a lot to say about this. I'm sure we we kind of touched a little on what we felt, but we could really, I'm sure, go into this shit. Oh, yeah. This is this is oh, just yeah. the movies. 
I think it'll be cathartic for us all to beat this movie a little bit. Right. I'm a little nervous about Rob, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to talk like, about Rob. Quiet right now. What are you What are you talking about? What are you nervous about me? Because you've said things about how you want to rewatch it, and you heard this. Because I keep that. listening to podcasts where people say it's good. Stop listening to other podcasts. Why are you listening to any other podcasts but ours? The rest of it was stupid. I listen to a bunch of other podcasts. And you come back with shit like that. <laughs> There's a point. So no, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little surprised. I thought Amber liked this movie. <laughs> oh, hell no. No. Okay, you should right. punch him in the nuts. Right no, now. I thought that's why she picked it. Uh, like, I was ready for a fight, and she's uh, like here on the right side of history. So, all right. Fair enough. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. <laughs> Rob Zombie uh, releases new behind the scenes shots of the monsters. Just oh. release the fucking movie, Rob Zombie. Listen, <laughs> I love you, but come on. <laughs> Rob, what do you think? I think about at it? this point, what he's doing is he's releasing still shots, and that's how he's going to release the movie. It's going to be like one of those flip books. <laughs> Stop motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, we make when you were a kid, you draw a picture, oh. and, and that's how we're going to have to watch it. That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Um, I just sent it to you, Rob. Uh, it's uh, this one's on Sherry Moon Zombies uh, Instagram. It's a picture of her and Rob Zombie. She's in her uh, Lily Munster getup. They, they're really milking this one, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she looks fine and like the makeup and the getup that they've got her in looks fine for Lily Munster. But I don't know why he got to be in the picture. He ain't in the movie, is he? Well, I mean, it, it's his. I guess the house looks good <laughs> in the background. I don't know. I, I still, I'm, I'm optimistically cautious, cautiously optimistic about this movie because of it getting like the PG rating and everything. I want to see what I, I'm, I'm interested to see what that is. What does a PG Rob Zombie movie look like? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, part two of this, uh, of th this topic, <clears throat> Rob Zombies, the monsters gets d wallace to join uh as oh. a good morning transylvania host oh nice that's exciting that sounds dumb uh, what i mean i'm glad that d wallace is in the movie but good morning transylvania come on i don't need that that's fucked up man it's a little too cutesy but it's d wallace though i like d wallace so how dare you i apologize <laughs> that i wasn't here so she could meet me when when we did the interview it's unbelievable. Yes, we, we had D. Wallace on around uh, October-ish. I don't remember. Jack Danielson can. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anything that she's in, I'm down for. Uh, apparently Rob's not, but I am. <laughs> I mean, anything other than tr Good Morning Transylvania, maybe. That's messed up, man. Wow. Anybody else have any thoughts on this? Excited to see D. Wallace. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing D. Wallace, too. I'm just kind of like taken back by Rob and D Wallace. I know. <laughs> that, that's like going against Sydney. It's nothing against D Wallace. I like D Wallace. I just Good Morning Transylvania. Come on, she, D Wallace is better than that. 
Jennifer Anderson yeah. in Leprechaun. Oh, my queen right there. You just, you, you know what? Be lucky, Mikey. Be lucky and be happy that she she didn't meet up with Dr. Chalice because he would have soiled her for you. <laughs> he would have tried to. Yeah. There is no way she would have. Oh, boy. Again, Jennifer Anderson, too old for Dr. Chalice. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Anderson, there is no way that that queen of a woman would give up her precious poom poom to dirty old fucking nasty Dr. Chalice. Oh, no when she way. saw that mustache. Woo. We're not talking about this. She didn't forget Brad Pitt's name. I got to thinking about something about you, Rob, whenever you were talking about how special it was to meet Tom Atkins and stuff. And I think the only reason why he didn't want you standing by him is because of your age. I think you just <laughs> hold for him and I would take it as, as a given. Yeah, that's probably drive aged out of, of Tom Atkins, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Was he still at that twenty five range? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That that might be a little old. <laughs> and this is the man you don't played. forget he does ask the woman in ha halloween 3 how old she is but not until after they've banged <laughs> yeah unbelievable that's a round four uh participant <laughs> murder madness for everybody elite eight baby unbelievable uh all right next thing i wanted to bring up and this is quick uh there's really not much to say there is new footage of the evil dead game we are inching closer and closer. I cannot wait next month. Uh, Easter dead. Uh, East, East, I opened my calendar and Easter was there. Easter, Easter dead. dead. Yeah, Easter, Easter dead, dead is coming out. My bad. Happy Easter, everybody. It's after midnight. We'll record this. Evil Dead. May 13th. Uh, it will be arriving. And uh, actually, we kind of have, I guess we can announce a little bit of news on that. That uh, we will be having. You would think I'd have this ready. You'd think. You'd think, you'd think. This is what happens when you do the news last last minute. Jack Daniels in a can, everybody. Jack Daniels in a motherfucking can. We will be having Tim Wiltis, the creative, the chief creative officer at Saber Interactive, one of the companies uh, putting out this Evil Dead game. So we will be able to chat with him next week and talk a little bit of Evil Dead and horror gaming, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be cool. Looks uh, looks like it's going to be a fun game for people who are into that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm not a gamer either. Well, uh, uh, you know, I don't see a lot of uh, uh, like people talking. I'm sure after this, after our episode drops with, with this interview, like 50 people get it. You know, Bloody Disgusting will talk about something they mentioned <laughs> two years ago about it. You know, <laughs> the typical treatment that we get. Uh, but uh, I mean, you guys could get a little light shed on on your hopes too for the single player stuff too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, that's what I plan on asking about it. Just grilling them about <laughs> single player. How long was in the this in the works? What's the narrative? Who was working on this? Hi, Tim. Thanks for joining us. Single player. <laughs> <laughs> that's my plan. I only have questions related to Bruce Campbell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I feel like this is a Dr. Chalice thing going on. Just mosey on through it. But I mean, this name looks Mikey's awesome. Mikey's going to give us the wrong date for the interview, Rob. <laughs> I always prepare hard for these interviews, so you better not. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, I'm not going to say which interview it was, but who are we interviewing today? It was a question <laughs> from one Rob Humphrey. Yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, this game looks fucking awesome. I can't wait to play it. I pre-ordered the damn thing. Collector's Edition, all that shit. I want this game. I want to play it. I love Friday the 13th. 
I despise Dead by Daylight. And that's really been all we've had multiplayer-wise, so it's really nice that we're getting a breath of fresh air with this uh, Evil Dead game. So, can't wait. If you were as good at Dead by Daylight as I am, you would despise it. You despise it. I know, but it, it, like I said, <laughs> once I learned that you can just hide and let everybody else do everything and then run out, then I, I enjoy it. How you were able to do that is a fucking... I don't understand. It was great. It was, it was the greatest round of any game I've ever played online. You didn't get crows on you? I got nothing. Because I moved. I mean, I moved from time to time. Just not very often. From time to time. Yeah. <laughs> so him not knowing there were cr the crows function in that game was still, by dumb luck, able to avoid it. Unbelievable. <laughs> I stand still a little too long, hiding from a killer crow. Dead. Yeah. Fucking Jesus. Well, you got to move, but, you know, just you don't have to move that much. <sighs> I'm, I'm not going to deal with it. Uh, it, Pennywise, uh, there's an escape room called Escape It that is... Uh, uh, sewer themed in uh, Las Vegas. Oh. What do you guys think of that? <laughs> Sounds terrible. I bet they're just putting people in the sewer like, yeah. ooh, look. Uh -uh. <laughs> not interested. No, thank you. That well, sounds like a scam, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I've never done an escape room. I've um, They sound like fun, but I've never been able to get a group of people together that was big enough to go do one, you know? And I'm not going to go do one with a bunch of strangers because that's fucking weird. Located in the heart of Sin City and spanning more than 30,000 square feet. Mm. All right. I mean, I again, I but I don't want to be... A, here's the general rule. I want to be in a sewer-themed nothing, ever. <laughs> okay. If you said to me it's sewer-themed, I'd be like, no, no, thank you. That's correct. There are a lot of escape rooms that have tempted me. Um, the Saw escape room, the oh, Five Nights at Freddy's escape room... But I, yeah, I'm not going into a sewer-themed escape room. Nope. Although, out of curiosity, is it, what What Pennywise are we talking? The new one, piece of shit, yes. Okay. Uh, well. it, it says that uh, Escape It is a revolutionary new take on the traditional escape room experience, offering fans two multi-room multi escape oh. adventures uh, to bring to life it blah 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 uh, and they had it throw in the highest grossing horror film of all time shut the fuck up <laughs> amber what do you think about uh is this something you would go through if it wasn't sewer based yeah i would because i kind of <laughs> like i kind of like them escape room things they have them down at the shore we're hopefully gonna get to go to one this year because they've had it closed due to covid and stuff oh. but like I think it would be really cool. I just don't like the idea of it being based in a sewer. <laughs> yep. No, I don't want anything to do with anything in the sewer. Nah, can't even get me for a Ninja Turtle. I'm sorry. No, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny. I have seen the memes on... Uh, uh, hold on. We got dog movement, guys. Okay. <laughs> so, everybody listen. I have my two dogs together, which is like <laughs> kind of rare. And one of them was lurking. And the other one looked at him, so I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we're on puppy watch here. Um, uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. It, uh, god damn, fucking, I am. <laughs> you just did that one. On one tonight. Casper will return for a live action horror adventure series for Peacock. Casper? Casper, like, you know, the, 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 the friendly ghost. Friendly ghost? Yeah, of course, yes. Oh, the Casper. Mm. I don't know. No, I don't care, really. No, not not at all. It sounds kind of cool to me. Yeah, I mean, I watched those cartoons when I was a kid, but 
Yeah, but the Casper movie was pretty good. I mean, it had Christina Ricci in it. She yeah, was... I didn't and see it. it had the kid from Final Destination in it. Ah, nothing wrong. No, I didn't see it. Well, Kat, how do you feel? Please say. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun time. I'm probably not going to watch it. I don't <gasps> have Peacock. Oh, I'll definitely check that out. Just because it's Casper. God. If, I, if for whatever reason I end up with Peacock, I'll probably end up watching it. But I'm, I'm not going to get a streaming service for it. You don't have Peacock? No. What about free <laughs> No. <laughs> you can get free you love giving me more work. You can't say freak. I don't know why I can say peacock, but I can't say freak. It doesn't make any sense. Because peacock is a bird, and it's also <laughs> a streaming service. It's an actual word. You're just saying freak, which you can't say on the show. Oh, that's still I don't understand. I'm just saying <laughs> you can get freak. <laughs> yeah, it continues. Uh, I I love the Casper. I mean, the cartoon was dope as shit. I love the cartoon too. It was great, but. Those movies, man, I could watch them and need like if they're on, I'm watching them. Period. Yeah. yeah. Right, Amber. I mean, they were the shit. They, they, there was something about them that you enjoyed yourself. It's like it took you back to your childhood or something. I think Mikey's secretly 14 years old and hasn't been telling us, Cat. I want to be. <laughs> so He's bad. like, I'm watching Casper and drinking Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, don't hate on me. I'm living my best life over here. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Jack Daniels in a can. Yeah. <laughs> a 14-year-old that gets to drink and take marijuana gummies. This is pretty nice. <laughs> um. All right. Well, you guys ruined it for that. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, next thing I wanted to bring up is the found footage phenomenon is a Shutter original documentary coming in May. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that, it looks good. That's the name of it. Found footage phenomenon. Yes, that is the name of it. Yes, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Rob on that one. Oh, cat. No, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Shutter has my trust. I'm not going to say they have a 100% success rate, because they don't, but if I see that uh, Shudder's doing something, I'll be like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Because more or less, I trust them. Right. I mean, I might check it out, but that's a really dumb name. I trust there's a reason. <laughs> it was a phenomenon after, uh, after um, what the hell, Paranormal Blair Activity. Witch. Oh. Well, Blair Witch had its little wave, too, but Paranormal Activity. I mean, yeah, that... Blair Witch had a little wave, Rob. But... Yeah, yeah it's a little blip on the radar, but then, but well, then they, saying... put a, they took a pool cleaner out of a pool and oh. <laughs> lost their fucking mind. I don't mean the movie's impact. The movie's impact, obviously, Blair Witch, but I'm saying as far as other films coming out being found footage, there was a wave after Blair Witch, absolutely, but Paranormal Activity, Jesus Christ, it lasted forever. We were getting yeah. fucking found footage. I don't know. Here's the, the problem with that is most of those movies suck <laughs> so do i want to watch a is it a documentary yes yeah so i don't want to watch a documentary about 95 percent of the movies that suck you know are they gonna talk about marble hornets that's I all i want so i just want someone to talk to me about marble hornets in a documentary format <laughs> you would think right i mean you would think it I has hope. to be in there i don't know but uh, I know they'll be talking about paranormal activity. <laughs> Rob. And that pool cleaner scared us all. <laughs> it's like it was just a movie about a pool cleaner. 
I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you understand this, Amber, or not, but the pool cleaner was in the pool. <laughs> yes. And then it wasn't in the pool. Holy shit! You know what the sad part is? If it was a movie about a killer pool cleaner, you'd be all the fuck over that. Oh, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that'd be cool. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? That would be awful. Stuff would happen in that movie. <laughs> Instead, it's about a demon named Toby who moves the pool cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never fucking understand. Never, 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 ever, never. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, you guys always ruin the news, especially you, Rob. Shame on you. Well, I got I got a couple of things to mention after this. Okay. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, cast reflects. They have a, a thing, uh, their, their video out where they talk about it to everybody on there. That's pretty dope. They put out a new uh, picture, logo, image, poster. Uh, that looks cool. Like, I don't know how Jurassic Park always has the coolest fucking posters. I don't know how they do it. Uh, and I, there was like a little quick image of a new dinosaur they had last week that was like fucking Joker inspired or something. They're doing what? a lot of shit. Yeah. The Joker Saurus? <laughs> That's not what they call <laughs> it. But... <laughs> that sounds dumb. I don't, I'm not interested now. You, you've ruined this movie for me. You would always talk a shit about it anyway. I d well, only because they released that, like, prologue or whatever that was boring as shit. And it's a follow-up to fucking Jurassic World eBay. That's not what it's <laughs> the fucking stupid dinosaur auction. That's not what it's called at all. But, um, yeah, that was a lighter spot. But it was still, to me, a pretty decent movie. And I oh, know, man, I'm always going to send what dinosaurs. I'm sorry. I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, you know. Some Jurassic Park slash world movies are good and others aren't. And that last one was not. But maybe this one would be cool. I don't know. So we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the new movie uh, this week. And it's worth noting that uh, on April 11th, uh, actress Kathy Lampkin, who was in the original film, passed away. Yeah. Uh, she was 74 years old. She uh, all that uh, was released was that she died after a short illness. Nobody's—they're uh, not saying what uh, that illness was, or at least I haven't seen anything about it. Uh, she was in a lot of stuff too. She was also in uh, No Country for Old Men, probably one of her most notable roles. And um, there's been a switch uh, with the fall of the House of Usher, the Netflix show. Um, Frank Langella has been fired after a misconduct investigation apparently he was sexually harassing one of his co-stars and he has been removed from the miniseries piece of shit i guess Do you know so. who they're have they announced who they're getting i have not seen anything about who they're getting but apparently um it's not going to delay production because uh he was removed and they didn't have anything with him coming up that needed to be shot um, so they're hoping to replace him, reshoot anything that he has already shot, and pick up right where they left off. Is this, by the way, is this a Flanagan thing? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a Flanagan thing. I thought it was, yeah. But anyway, uh, Frank which means Lancella, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, 84 year old Frank, Frank Lancella, apparently out there, uh, sexually harassing the ladies. He thinks he's Dr. Chalice. <laughs> what? Uh, never mind. It's not even oh my never god! Mind. Like, are we gonna ever stop with with Doctor Chalice ever? 
I'm just saying, if that had been Tom Atkins casting that role and he was hitting on the ladies, nobody would have complained. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. They would have complained. I don't think you can say that. Oh, they wouldn't have complained. Now when they, they see that mustache, whoo. Amber, what's your take on the must, the Tom Atkins mustache? Oh, my God. I'm so sick of hearing it. I want to shave it <laughs> off my, his face. Between and Rob, it, it's just like the mustache, the mustache, the mustache. I want to set some bitch on fire. The mustache is golden. I will say this, though. He did not have the mustache in the fog, and he still managed to bang Jamie Lee Curtis less than 24 hours after meeting her character. He didn't bang Jamie Lee Curtis. It was yeah, written he her, that his He picked her up on the side of the road. She was hitchhiking. Next thing you know, they're in bed together, because that's how Tom Atkins do it. Two out of two women that have been on this show recently, Rob, have said no to the mustache. Well, that's what they're, that's what they're saying with their mouth. Their heart... <laughs> saying something oh. else you know what i'm saying because i like facial hair i do uh i love a good beard and a mustache but tom adkins mustache just it reminds me too much of tom Selleck, and it's just a no you see that picture of me with tom atkins amber no i haven't seen it you'll have to send it to my email yeah i'll have to email it to you because whoo that mustache still look glorious all these years <laughs> later it looked terrible it, it's awful looks glory so are you saying that tom atkins bit off of tom Selleck's mustache i'm just saying that tom Selleck wishes they're very close together because like my pop i grew up having to watch magnum pi which i did not like as a kid that's a hell of a show magnum pi but my pop had to watch it every week and the only difference is the color yeah he's tom Selleck got the dark mustache you guys like Magnum P.I.? No. Oh. Really? You never watched it? No. I've seen a couple episodes. They rebooted it with Scott Kahn. I think that's his name. Is that his name? James Kahn's son? Anyway, fool doesn't even have a mustache. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Magnum P.I. with no mustache. Why don't you have a Tom Atkins mustache? I, my, my mustache don't look that good. <laughs> me? I gotta, I gotta do the whole beard thing. Okay. You can you gotta you gotta really be a like really be able to grow a certain kind of mustache for it to to, to just go mustache. You do, yeah. Yeah, and I don't have that kind of mustache that comes in. So, yeah, I don't think I can pull it off either. Mm-mm. Plus, I think it's it's also like the phase like Freddie Mercury had great bone structure, but he he kind of had that he had something to matter with his front teeth where they were a little bit his jaw was a little bit bigger than normal yeah but he carried a mustache well yeah freddie mercury made it work he did he carried a mustache well. yeah do you have anything else for news or we're gonna keep talking about mustaches? i think we should just do an episode of all the great mustaches in history because amber brings up a good point freddie mercury had a nice mustache true i'm sorry (laughs) yeah this is we're not talking about mustache Um, Selleck had to go and burt reynolds another good mustache it's the booze. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Margarita in a plastic bottle. Margarita in a plastic bottle, everyone. This is where we land. Now, that's all I got for news. I just wanted to point out, uh, apparently, Frank Langella's uh, 84 years old, still wanted to get it on. And uh poor woman from Texas Chainsaw Massacre died. Damn. Way to end on a high note, Rob. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we will take a really quick break, guys, and we will be back with the train wreck that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fucking mustaches. 
Oh my god, I can't believe it. This is what it's like to do a show with Rob. It was perfect. I like that. I'm talking about mustaches <laughs> all day long. Why? Why would you want to look how you said why? Part of it's because I'm jealous that I can't pull off a mustache. Have you really tried though? No, but if I did, I'd just look like a pedophile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Amber, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. <laughs> Why are we doing this today? We're doing this today because honestly, I, I've watched this movie five times total. Oh, wow. And I've tried to give it a chance each time, but this storyline is so way beyond repulsive when it comes to this franchise. <laughs> that it's not fun. What makes you say that? Because A, the storyline has, it, it doesn't fit right. And it has to, I have to take it back to three movies where there's a, a complete and utter timeline where everything fits to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But the 2022 doesn't even consist with a good storyline. When it comes to Leatherface and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, by no means does it at all. Okay. Amber, uh, I want to ask your opinion on this because you uh, have a very coherent vision for the timeline and you've just seen the ones that you needed to see. How do you feel about the idea of this being a direct sequel to the 74 film as uh, like Halloween 2018 or? Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> honestly, I, I I don't. I honestly don't. Um, the timeline is is off by far when it comes to the age, especially how they're depleting it with Leatherface, and just the whole. If you know TCM, you've watched every single TCM there is. Whether you like them or not, we've seen them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and in one of them, it states that Sally Hardesty died in the hospital. Now, all of a sudden, she's resurrected, and like 50 years later, she's ready for revenge. She was like 20-something back then, so that would make her 70-something now. Why? <laughs> why? After all this time, Why? You know, why, why go through that? They tried to do something because they seen how Jamie Lee Curtis became in 2018. But Halloween is a, is a totally different subject. But when it comes to this and the, Hall the Sally Hardesty story, it makes no sense. There, there's, there's, no, there's, there's no water to hold this. You can grasp at straws all day long and you can carry a bucket with holes in it, but it's not going <laughs> to hold the fucking water. Plain and simple. Well, I mean, we could go down a list of why it didn't work, and Halloween did. First of all, Jamie Lee Curtis is Jamie Lee Curtis. That mm -hmm. that helps when you're trying to do something like that. Uh, it, it, and plus, it, it it she did stuff. I mean, you know, kill she, you know, it was what it was. But in eighteen, like she did stuff. Like this this lady Sally in in Texas Chainsaw, 
It was nothing but hype the entire movie. And she shows up and gets plowed through. I want to talk about that. She is she is absolutely useless in this film. They could have completely cut out her storyline and it would not have made a difference. I really wanted to talk about that because when I saw it at first, um, I stayed up on release day until three o'clock in the morning so I could watch for the midnight release on the East Coast. And uh, I mistake, by the way, huge mistake, not (laughs) worth it. But uh, I hadn't heard much about the film uh, at that point. There weren't a lot of reviews. There wasn't the Twitter discourse that has come out since. And I... The Sally stuff, I feel like they did her dirty in that movie. Don't get me wrong. I felt that way the first time, too. Um, But I didn't really take into consideration how much time they spent foreshadowing her. On the rewatch today, it was like, they do a lot of, more than anything else in the movie, I think, like, the most coherent plot was supposed to be Sally's. Because they spend a lot of time, like, building that up just for her to do nothing. Um, and there's exactly there's like one shot in there that really bothers me because she's she goes into the house she's like you stay here and be bait and I'm gonna shoot him and then she goes wandering into the house which makes no sense to begin with but she gets into the house she has him point blank she's like a foot away from him she's got the shotgun aimed at his head she's trying to get validation from him for some godforsaken reason and then she just lets him pick up the chainsaw walk out of the house and then there's a cut and then it shows him attacking the two girls in the car and she comes out to shoot him and she's like you remember me now and it's like you had him you had the shot why would you let him pick up the chainsaw and go outside like what the one of them should have been dead at that moment there's no reason for her to have that gun pointed at his head and talk and talk and talk and talk and not do anything and, and there's the no reason she for him not to attack him her out into the street yeah what the fuck i hate that's my least favorite shot of the like editing shot of the movie because it's mm-hmm. just like there's no way they both came out of that fucking building right. no goddamn way right and i i have this in my notes by the way um one of the things that i wrote down is that she has to be the worst ranger that texas has ever had easily <laughs> yes like she's just <laughs> terrible at her job yeah i'll never ever 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 i mean the only reason she was put in this movie was to try and spice up some nostalgia a little more nostalgia and you know someone had to stay alive in garbage for you know 15 minutes yeah i had that written down too luckily she's able to be run through with a chainsaw and then lay in a heap of garbage for a long time (laughs) and be just fine apparently a conveniently located pile of garbage bags in the middle of the street yeah like you just ripped her apart and impaled her with a chainsaw but let's not let her fall on anything hard now soften up with the garbage (laughs) yeah yeah she just lay there in the trash um i and i did write down too that she really annoyed me when she told the young girl not to run it's like, don't run. Fuck you, lady. I'm getting out of here. You try to use me as bait. You just shut right, up and right. die in your garbage. Like, it's going to haunt me for the rest of my life, but at least I'll be alive, you dumb bitch. I'm not sticking around here. <laughs> yeah, no shit. The more, like, when, when you really talk about it like that, it makes it so much worse. Like, it's so stupid. It's completely stupid. The, the, this movie, from the beginning to the end, the dialogue is complete trash all the way through 
the the storyline is just a shit based storyline that was grasping at straws and for them to call it a sequel to the original <laughs> that to me that's just blasphemy i'm sorry but take it what it's worth that movie has nothing the only thing that it has in common is there was a, a massacre in texas with a chainsaw yep. but it doesn't make it <laughs> no I the, agree. Te- the texas chainsaw massacre i agree that and they brought back night court star john larroquette to do the narration yeah oh boy yay <laughs> They could have done that to the rest of them as well. Are you suggesting it's not plausible that a chef could auction off a town? <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard to pick up because like the first time I was just mad about it. And I tried so hard to follow that plot thread through this time. And it's like it, the best that I could figure is that like two chefs, uh, Dante and his unnamed, his future wife. Uh, <laughs> Dante's both- partner chefs yeah. uh have somehow done free promotion for the bank that is trying to auction off the buildings in the town of harlow but mm-hmm. like also that makes no sense yeah yeah well and and but that ties directly in with the the whole inciting incident of the movie is that leatherface blames them right because this woman got tossed out of her house and we're supposed to blame them. And the hillbilly guy who lives in the town blames them. But I but don't it's not their blame fault. them. I mean, if you think about it, they did lie. They was like, yeah, we've got it. And then, you know, come to find out, no, they didn't have the deed to the house. She still had it. But the bank had told them that that property had been reclaimed. You can't just reclaim a property. The bank would have told them that. And... When they call the police, the police say, hey, we told you you have to be out of here. And they removed her from the house. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think it's the bank's fault. Yeah, if anything, this is this is the bank's fault. It's not their fault. But they're considered a part of the bank. You're you're looking at they're trying to depict these people as backwoods, as people that aren't up into modern times. So they're not gonna think them as they think because they they're better than that old lady they're better than that that hit guy you know they they just portray themselves differently to where you can see the big difference in the people skills that each each person has and sociability that is lacking from one group to the other so they're going to take advantage of it because they can but that still doesn't make it a good damn movie. It's still a shit movie. Yeah. All right. I, I, that makes sense too. The, but my problem. Also, go ahead, Kat. Go ahead. My problem with the whole deed thing, because it's like I, the communication was so poor in that movie. Anyone could have thought it was anyone else's fault, and it would have made as much sense. But like when they go back, when the guy just takes their keys and is like, "I, the handyman, am not going to let you drive home." Uh, because you killed an old woman, and they go back into the house to look for the deed. It's like, what I I don't understand because like, if what was their plan if they found it? They did find it, and there was murder, so they didn't get to follow through on the plan. But was Melody just gonna be like, oh, you're right, we did kill the old lady. Give us back our keys. Like, I understand she was just trying to get to the bottom of the answer of the like problem, but 
What was the plan? But also, when all this happens, Dante says, let's keep the bank out of this. And he's like, no, that's the stupidest fucking thing we could do. The bank is the one who's, they're going the ones who are going to know. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> Apparently mean? Apparently like, they didn't, though. <laughs> you check with the bank. You pull the bank into this. Because it was clearly their fault. And that's a point made, but it's still a shit movie. Yeah, no, it's a shit movie. The whole movie also is based on this premise that nobody knows who this guy was because he was wearing a mask in 1974, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you've ever lived out in the country like that, everybody in the fucking county knows exactly who lives <laughs> in that goddamn house. And not only that, why did we have to get, and this might be nitpicky, but why did we have, speaking of faces, why did we have to get such a good look at his face? Oh, uh, that didn't bother me really, no. but. I, what did bother me is how stupid he looked with that mask on. Oh, God. <laughs> that damn, looks so man. dumb. And that shot, I'm sorry, that shot of him when his head pops up out of that field of dead sunflowers <laughs> it's makes awful. me laugh out loud. It's so fucking dumb. It's one it, like it looks like a cartoon parody of it. And, yeah, they, it, and that's what they picked. Yeah, it's so stupid looking. Um, I also, this is a little bit of a side note, but the walking dead opening has been ruined for me thanks to that because every time i see a field i just think about leatherface popping up out of there <laughs> like a little cartoon and it's like fuck but like yeah. seriously what what were they th like all these things they were talking about like the holes that are in this story are insane the point of bringing sally back it, i mean it's just so blatantly stupid the the car the, the fucking logo that they made them and it was everywhere too him fucking coming out of the damn like it was awful what like these are executives this is a, this is for uh, for Netflix who's sitting up there in these offices saying okay yeah put that out like what yeah. the fuck are they doing for a movie know. Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah because yeah, when you think of texas chainsaw massacre you think of leatherface this movie gave me zero leatherface it to didn't be look like leatherface at all well it, it just oh my god where to begin with this movie it's just one of the movies that i don't like and it to me all they did was waste time waste money and make money off of a shit movie now it does have a short run time which is good, but it feels long, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah but it, yeah. It, it, still, it still has that, just that, what can you really take away from it outside of the bus massacre? And right, so the stab with the wrist bone, that, that was kind of cool. It was. It was new. It was different. It was something kind of cool. Yeah, the, I've got that in my notes too. That the the uh, the broken wrist killing was really amazing. I did like that one. I didn't like it. I had very few positive notes about this. That was one of the good things I did have. Yeah. Um, one of the things that drove me nuts was how hard they tried to make the movie more important than it is. Like yes. with the gun rights stuff and all the the school shooting allusions, and you know even the the cops pulling over the black guy on the side of the road. I mean. Jesus, it's like come on. Everything from all the headlines that has happened in the last five to ten years and throw it in one fucking movie and right. see, you know, basically like shaking up a bag of shit and seeing how it splatters against the wall. Right. And and look, I'm fine with that. I'm, if you want to make a movie that has a social message, I'm fine with that. It doesn't matter to me at all, but do it well. And yes. this one does not do it well. I think a really good 
point to that is because even the thing with the gun violence, like they made it a big point in the movie. It's Lila's whole backstory leading up to her being a final girl, whatever. Uh, And they kind of try to have an arc where she overcomes her trauma with guns, which it wasn't anything. It could maybe on paper have been something, I guess, but it was very empty. And I think a perfect metaphor for that is the fact that when she finally gets the courage to use the gun, it's not working. Right. And it's like the whole thing ended up being kind of pointless. Right. And and Amber mentioned the bus scene, which I do think is cool. But it gets undercut. Because they make that stupid joke about your canceled bro at the beginning of it. And then in the middle of it, they call back to the school shooting and and they take you completely out of the scene to show that she's like having a flashback to the school shooting thing. And it's like, come on, man, stop. Otherwise, you would have had a really cool scene on your hands, but you kind of ruined it. I also don't think that scene was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre scene. Not at all. I would have loved to see that in a different movie. And honestly, this whole premise, if this had been a horror comedy, if this had been like a low-budget horror comedy, uh, it might have done a lot better. But it's just, it doesn't have, it tried too hard with the cinematography. And even with the bus scene where it looks like they're at a rave and they're doing all the social media jokes and stuff, it's like, that's just not, what i want from my massacres you i don't know? know some of the comedy really landed like when that shit pipe drained out on her head boy that was funny <laughs> wasn't it I mean, but it's there's comedy and then there's just don't do that here yeah like, like kat said that that bus scene i could see that in a friday the 13th maybe i could see that i could see that in a child's play or a chucky something tv show movie whatever i could see it in a, in a couple different places even scream that's not fucking, what are you putting that in a fucking white LED lit bus in Texas Chainsaw? Yeah. And even with like uh, some of the shots of like the field, the yeah. sunflower field, beautiful shots before the pop up, but like <laughs> not what I want to see from Texas Chainsaw. And the other one that really stuck out with me, the bus scene, uh, the sunflowers, and then when Dante first gets attacked, that swinging door, like that was good cinematography but Mm -hmm. it just it was trying too hard i felt like it didn't feel gritty if there's anything that i liked about this movie it was the cinematography i think it's a very well shot film like i think back to the scene in this in the sunflower field when he's cutting his his mother's face off and you could you see it from that girl's perspective in that side view mirror yeah there are a lot of really beautiful shots in this movie they did a really good job with that it's See, just if they what had, they were shooting was completely stupid. If they had taken the attention, because uh, I've talked about this, I think, on the show before. I talk about it a lot. Um, I think the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the most brilliantly edited films because you feel like you're in the middle of this stuff, but you don't actually see that much, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's gone down as like one of the goriest films in history. And I think if they had put all the cinematography focus that they had in this movie into editing it, I, Because I do feel like one area where this struggled was with the gore balance, where it's like they had some really cool concepts for stuff in the bus scene, like the special effects were pretty good, uh, mm-hmm. but like they just really struck. And I think it shows, especially in that first kill uh, with Dante's future wife, uh, <laughs> where they have like, it's a very, it's a cool concept for a kill and it's very slow and stuff, but they just, they struggled with how much to show, you mm-hmm. know? 
And then they've got like the close up of Dante's face later. So you're like, if we're showing a close up of this, why didn't we get to see more of the, you know, gutting of the girl in the beginning? Because that's the first kill that should set the tone for how much violence there's going to be. And it just, it felt kind of wishy washy all Mm -hmm. the way through. And Dante's face, like that looked cool. It looked good. I thought the special effects weren't bad. They could have done more close ups if that was the angle they wanted to go. Yeah. They should have. Yeah, I, I, that's the problem with this movie, right? I don't think they knew which way they wanted to go, so they went every damn way. Yeah, they just kind of tried stuff to see right. what landed. I mean, they made a, they made at least two meme jokes that I picked up on with the President Taft thing, because he's become <laughs> like the meme president, right? Yeah. And um, the the joke about the or the line about the feral hogs at the gas station, which was like a that a was meme my favorite thing line in the movie a while think, ago. By the way. <laughs> Um, yeah, mine too. Um, that actually, I don't know if you know this, Kat, but that actually started with Jason Isbell. No. Um, yeah, a musician I've played on Killer Beats a couple of times. Oh, wow. Yeah, he he's a, um, a staunch liberal, and um, which upsets a lot of his fan base because he's a country musician for the most part. And um, he got a, a response from a guy when he tweeted something about why does anybody need to own a, basically what amounts to a machine gun? And the guy's like, well, what am I supposed to do about these 40 <laughs> feral hogs that'll run through my yard at any moment? <laughs> and it became a meme. You know, I knew that that was where, uh, I, I knew that was the story. I didn't know who had started yeah, it. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was Jason Isbell. Um, so I didn't, I, I mean, I kind of appreciated that line, but that's going to age like shit. It's already out of date. Yeah, like, it's I, funny, but... Yeah, you know, those those sort of inside meme jokes, they just don't age well over, t- you know, over time. That's not none of that's going to hold up or it's not even going to people are just going to be like President Taft. What the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> I want to bring up something that um, we haven't talked about yet. And I, I want to see if everybody caught this. Um, OK, Nightmare on Elm Street. The remake they did. I, I really don't want to bring this up. They did the whole <laughs> pedophile thing. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I can go without the comment. They didn't sound pedoph- like I was a little too into it. You were <laughs> too excited. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Margarita plastic bottle, guys. Right. <laughs> um, so they did the whole pedophile thing with Freddy. You know, obviously so they were trying to get you to not like Freddy. You know, he's the killer, you're supposed to it was never gonna work, but you know, that's what I they were trying to do. In this movie, they went the opposite route. And they tried to make you feel bad for Leatherface. I felt like they tried to make you really hate those kids. <laughs> yeah, there right. were a few moments in this movie where they did that. Like you see him take like his mother's dress or whatever out of the closet. Right. And he's like smelling it. And then he's like putting her makeup on. And the makeup, yeah. Yeah, there were there were a couple of moments where they really tried to um, pull on your sympathy for, for Leatherface. And well, that's just weird. And and I see like the you know the makeup thing like the, obviously they're trying to be creepy like because that's weird but it, they had that moment before where he's hugging and crying like kind of like Rob said like they could have really went sadistic and had him like a mess and putting the makeup on and everything looks all crazy like they really could have went far with that scene and did something with it and made him like turn him into like a monster. What let what we picture Leatherface as right? I mean, we've seen Leatherface do that before, right? right? With a woman's yeah. face, yeah, right, All right. And they instead said, "Okay, let's try and get people to feel bad for what the fuck were they doing?" I don't get it. I, 
I'll never understand. That's that's one of the weird things about this movie. I'm not real sure who I'm supposed to be rooting for. Yeah. At, at any point in time. I mean, honestly, the character I identify most with with is Richter, and I hate pretty much everything about people like him. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only sensible. He was like the most consistently written because I feel kind of the same way. I don't yeah. like him, but I know where he's coming from. Right, from like I get scene. it. I get it, and he has some funny lines. Like he's like, "Oh yeah, that's a cult. I don't care as long as you pay me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the worst character for me was Melody because she just. She starts the movie off being so annoying and in your face and confrontational. Uh, she's just, she's got such a brat personality, you know, and then like immediately she's the one that feels bad that they killed the old lady. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, all right, well, yeah. if you say so. And then she's like, you know, you can, she's picking on her sister and calls her she accuses her of sleeping with a man uh when she goes away for like five minutes yeah i'm and sorry then, is that something ladies do because that seemed really that seemed really weird and out of place so to me weird but then in the next scene she's like or not in the next scene but like the the next thing you know she's just like you know oh you're strong <laughs> we're sisters i'm gonna take care of you and it's like what right could not get a handle on her character though the more on any of these characters I, I yeah i just didn't know like yeah dante i didn't like because he's that annoying guy who's super optimistic about everything and not realistic like i said the more you talk about it man it's like just what the fuck would they do in the you know so many um, different places there's also i just i i don't know if this is the best time to bring it up but i don't want to forget about it i talked about the one shot that bothers me with sally because uh, it's just edited very poorly. There's another one in here that really bothers me. There's the guy at the gas station, uh, and he hears there's a shot where he hears the radio. You know, he hears the the call from future. Yeah, wife. he's like taking the garbage out or something, and just happens to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, and then it cuts away, and it's cut away for a long time. And then when we cut back to him, he's out of breath from uh, I guess taking 30 minutes to walk across the room like, yeah. and he answers it all out of breath and he's like oh, yeah can i get sally hardesty over here and it's like what are you talking like why I wondered, are you i wondered that this? too like i wonder if they cut something out or something because he's all out of breath and you yeah. have no reason there's no explanation as to why because he has so much time to walk across the edit the editing in this movie was atrocious i, yeah. I hated it and why yeah. didn't she just go out her fucking door the girl in the in, who was on the radio calling her, like, why didn't she just go out the fucking door and just try because and run? She tries to unlock it, like with the button, even right. though the car's turned off, and then she doesn't try to manually unlock all you, it, like, it's, even it's though a, it's a truck. truck. All you have to do is pull that fucking thing up. Is literally all you have to do. You're gonna climb over a dead dude. Like you're trying to be quiet. You don't want to make a sound. You're gonna climb over a human being in a car. Are you kidding me? You're gonna fucking rattle, shake everything. It was so common sense was not there in this movie. It just wasn't there. It was like everything that that's bad in a horror movie, they put in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They forgot all the, the good, worst, though. all the worst cliches. They they yes. just strung together for this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's something that really bothered me on this watch, which is the. I guess third time I've watched the movie. I don't God know. I, I tried watching it like last week, but I was really drunk and trying to eat pizza at the same time. And I kind of 
That must have been the night we recorded. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so calling it calling it two and a half, we'll say that I've watched this movie. Um, but in the theater, in the movie theater, Leatherface starts the chainsaw, and so it gets uh the uh, school shooting victim. I, I didn't bother to remember most of these characters' names, uh, but it gets her attention to look that way, and then he comes at her from the side, and that bugged the shit out of me because that is the <laughs> least Leatherface-like thing ever. He doesn't set traps for people no. in that way. He just comes at you and kills you. He doesn't do that. If he had started that chainsaw, he would have just run at her with the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. I had a tough time keeping track of what building that was. What what building any of the buildings were, to be that honest. Was, that was definitely the movie theater because I noticed there was advertising around for a film called Werewolves of the Alamo, and I can't find anything about it. I don't think it's a real movie, and I'm very <laughs> disappointed by that. I would rather watch Werewolves of the Alamo <laughs> than this. <laughs> All right. Do we, do we have any good that we can mention at all? I do. Okay. I do have um, two good. Th- I mentioned the cinematography already. I do think it's a it's a beautifully shot movie. It looks great. I also love the fact that Leatherface gets stabbed with his own merch. That makes me very happy. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I find the end absolutely hilarious. The end was, the end was hilarious. That's all I've got. <laughs> that end is so funny to me. But when he just so- grabs her. And cuts her head off, and her sister's looking out the sunroof of the slowest moving Tesla on Earth. <laughs> but, but why? It's not supposed to be funny, though. I know, but it doesn't matter. It's still hilarious. It was. I I, I laughed out loud when I saw it. I was like, oh, shit. And I just busted up laughing because I thought that was the funniest thing that they could have done in that movie. It, that's the only thing I liked about the whole movie was that part. <laughs> yeah, that that Seriously. that part cracked me up, and I did also like the touch of the bus driver goes out to check to see what's wrong with the bus, and then he Leatherface just throws his head back into the bus. I thought that was kind of <laughs> funny too. I think the under the bed scene for some strange reason was done well. Um, yeah, that I liked Richter's death. I I thought that looked really good. Yeah. That whole scene bothered me. There were parts of it that I really liked. Um, I think that was where they achieved the closest thing that they had detention in this movie. But two things really bothered me about it. Uh, one is that the under the bed trope works because it's very claustrophobic. But if you can fit a whole person on their side, like propped up on their elbows underneath a bed, you've lost that claustrophobia. And I that made it a lot less effective for me. The other thing was that uh, when Richter is dying, it looks like he's he's not making eye contact with her, but he fucking hands her the keys. And I just, it was too deliberate. Like yeah. the whole thing did feel very, it felt almost more like a high school play than a horror movie. There was something about him handing her the keys that made me think, would Leatherface not have noticed that? Right. Yeah. You know, because he does look at her and almost, yeah, like deliberately hands her those keys almost. He like gets them out of his pocket yeah. just about to like hand yeah. them over. But and, and so, I mean, I guess all around, I would say if I had to pick a couple of things that I, I actually genuinely liked about this movie, I think the effects for the most part were good. Um, I thought that Richter's death looked good. I thought Dante's face looked good. 
um, and the cinematography. I mean, that's the only thing that I could, the only standout thing to me about this movie was how well it was shot. Everything else was garbage. I, I kind of agree with Rob. I, I've already talked about the things that I liked about the movie for the most part. Um, I do have just like a couple instance, like not full good critiques of the movie, but there were one or two things that make me unreasonably happy. One, uh, we talked about Leatherface getting stabbed with his own merch, but honestly, I loved the I Chainsaw Texas t-shirts. Like, I would wear one of those even having hated this movie. I think that's just hilarious. Um, the other one, uh, this is so dumb, but there's a line in the movie uh, where they're doing the auction and they give away the one building to the woman that wants to open up a brunch shop. And it's like the most awkwardly acted thing where she's just like, oh, I love brunch. But honestly, that's how I feel like I would be in a situation like that, yeah. where you're just like trying to find random compliments for businesses. That was her most genuine acting in the entire movie. And the place was called Brady's Brunch. It's called Brady's Brunch, yeah. Which I loved, yeah. Or maybe it was called the Brady Brunch. I don't know, something like that. It was a play on the Brady Bunch, and I loved that. I thought it was funny. But just her reaction there, where she's just like, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. love brunch. I love <laughs> like, brunch. Yeah. Uh, best acting in the whole thing. Like I said, it was dumb, but it just like, it, it was nice to see that these people could act periodically. <laughs> uh, and, you say so. <laughs> and yeah, it's like this Rob is... said, like the cinematography was good. The special effects had their moments. I don't think they fit in the film that was made, but there were ups, you know? This is one of those movies that I don't know if it's poor acting or poor writing. It's impossible you know I mean? to tell sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's both. Maybe a little more on the writing side, but I, I think both. Amber, do you have anything you positive you can say about this movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all? I, honestly, I, I think it, the cinematography was good. I do. I think the filming of it was was really good it had some some beautiful scenes i can't deny that but outside of that i there's really nothing positive i can say about it because it, it just from beginning to end it just made pushed me farther and farther into the part where i just it, it's not a likable movie for me it's not something i'm ever going to accept as the texas chainsaw massacre franchise. well that brings me to one of my points on it and it's probably the biggest thing that i have about it if they would have just taken the same exact movie and changed the name of the killer and changed the name of the movie they might not have had a terrible movie i will agree with you on that like, it would have been a horror point. comedy it still would have been dumb it still would have had plot holes oh, yeah. but i would have been a lot more forgiving yeah i still think it would have yeah. been a terrible movie it just wouldn't have been a terrible taint chainsaw massacre movie <laughs> I don't know, man. I've said this a couple of times recently talking about this movie. If you're going to take that that name grab and that popularity grab and the eye grab of the tie using titles like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you got to take the other side of that, man. And that's only fucking fair because you have no problem taking all the interest that you automatically gain by using that name. You got to take the other side of it. You're not staying true to the story. You're not staying true to the character. You don't give a fuck about any of that. You're gonna have. You're gonna lose major points for it, man. Like that's the way it goes. If you're, if you have, if there's no name, no expectations, nothing to live up to, 
you can do whatever you want. And nobody's going to say, well, it shouldn't be that because that's what it is. Right. You can do whatever you want. But if this is what you do, then it's still shit. It doesn't matter. This just isn't a good movie. Like, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Because I agree with you, like when we talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween, I say if he had not if he had not forced the remake of the 78 movie into right. the last act of his and he had created a, a totally different character and named that movie something else, it probably would be an interesting movie to me. It's not an interesting movie because it's Michael Myers and he fucked it up. Right. Um, this movie, though, is just not good. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you call it. It's just not good. Yeah, but it had enough. Like the bus, I, I wouldn't have been mad at all at the bus scene. I mean, if this if this isn't named Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we never fucking see this movie. That, it doesn't get made. That's the thing, man. Even if it does, it's like you know, who's gonna stop on Netflix for Netflix? Wouldn't even have picked this up. Probably. Maybe, I have I notes know. about that. Do you? I do. I found a few interesting facts about this movie. Okay. It was initially going to be released in theaters. Uh, but that was scrapped after they did a string of test screenings that were disastrous. <laughs> um, so yeah. then they sold it to Netflix and Netflix huh. picked it up. Um, and I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but the the uh, the original directors uh, were uh, brothers, Ryan and Andy Toehill, Toehill, I don't know. Uh, but they were fired and they were re- replaced one week into production and they were replaced with uh, the guy who directed it, David Blue Garcia. And he scrapped everything and reshot the uh, previous part of the film. Um, also, this was not shot in Texas. It was shot in Bulgaria. I thought you were going to say Canada. <laughs> no, nope, no. Nope. It was shot in Bulgaria. And Sally's barn and house are um, that we do see when she gets the phone call mm-hmm. um, are actually uh, sets that were used uh, in the production of Rambo Last Blood from 2019. <laughs> so wait a minute. Oh, wow. Hold on. Does this take away Greg's entire point? I don't know. I don't know what Greg's point is. I don't pay attention to those. Greg's point was, it was in Texas. They had a chainsaw, and it was a massacre. It wasn't in Texas. It was in Bulgaria. Oh, my <laughs> God. You so yes. It's gone now. <laughs> None of it means shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can hear him breathing in the other room. <laughs> Greg's I can hear him fucking breathing in the other you know what you know what Greg you son of a bitch yeah the new scream is being filmed in Canada and Texas Chainsaw was filmed in Bulgaria you bastard oh my god you pumped the fucking bear that's it drive by <laughs> oh god, the movie yeah. was set in Texas ago it's in Texas there was a chainsaw it had a massacre it's a great film <laughs> It's the Bulgaria Chainsaw Massacre, you know? Yeah. That's it. I can actually hear him breathing from the other room. Oh, my God. His nostrils had to flare out the size of fucking Roman candles. This is the first time the location of filming is not shitting on me. This is, yeah, this right. is great. Wow. That's right. That's I would funny. give you the pleasure of having this filmed in Canada. If it had been filmed in Canada, I wouldn't have been. Oh, I am so going to be using that Bulgarian chainsaw. <laughs> Thank you. It's kind of <laughs> nice being on this side of it. Yeah. I have to see why you guys do it to me now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, it, what the fuck was Netflix thinking? They got a bunch of views, I guess. So, I mean, it That's what they were thinking, yeah. right? I mean, it probably didn't cost them that much to pick it up. Yeah. And they got a ton of views on it. And see, everybody that watches it, they get 
they get a kickback on that money. Every movie that's on Netflix, the Netflix gets paid for it. Trust me. Oh yeah. Why do you oh, think yeah. all of our shit's going up? Yeah, the nerve of them. Probably because of Texas Chainsaw. That's the reason it got <laughs> yeah, went they up. They probably lost money. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, dirty bastards. Instead of a thumbs up, they everybody was hitting thumbs down on it. I wonder what it is. Where's my hold on? I should check that real quick. Yeah, but it's in Bulgarian. <laughs> uh, Bulgarian Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> uh, while you check that, uh, there's one more shot that I really just wanted to talk about from this movie, and it is um maybe Rob will know the building, but when there's that random fucking pool in the ground that they are in for a scene. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the movie theater also. Is that the you theater? know, movie theaters often have pools in the middle of them. Okay. Well, when they're when they're in the pool of the movie theater, um, she climbs out and takes her sweet time crawling away. Leatherface jumps out of that thing like a fucking shark. Like his whole body is just fucking projected upward at the most ridiculous angle I've ever seen in my entire life. I had to go back and rewatch it like an extra couple times. Yeah, it doesn't it was look just so funny. It doesn't look like a Leatherface thing. It looks more like something you would see in a Friday the Thirteenth with Jason jumping out of Camp Crystal Lake yeah. onto the dock. Or like, I seriously, I think it could be in a Jaws movie, just yeah. like a full shark level speed coming out of there. Uh, my other question, I think the last note that I have that we haven't really talked about, um, why was the bus driver just asleep all the time? I don't know. He's a bus driver in Texas. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, if you drove a bus to Harlow, Texas, what would you do? It just seemed so weird that they made a point out of it because, like, multiple times they had to wake up the bus driver. And I yeah. was like, why? Yeah. I Is mean, this I, you adding know, anything to the story? You're driving a bus to Harlow, Texas, and it's full of those douchebags. I'd probably want to sleep <laughs> too. I don't, I don't blame you for that. I don't see a rating or how do I see a rating on here? What, what are you looking for? The rating on Netflix. Oh, I don't know. I, mean, I guess you can't see it. I don't know. Um, I had it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Hold on. On Rotten Tomatoes, oh. it was like a 32. Is that higher than Feast 2? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I think, it is, I think it is. Yeah, shit. The audience score is only 27, if that helps. Yeah. Um, on IMDb. Oh, wait, no. That's worse, because it means critics rated it higher than... <laughs> yeah, which usually is, is the opposite. Um... On IMDb, I can't find a rating for it, which I think is is weird because normally those are pretty front and center. I wonder what that piece of shit. What was his name? Cat. That son of a oh, bitch. Oh, uh, <laughs> Damn. Jack nineteen eighty eight or whatever. It Jack was. the yeah. Ripper or something. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, IMDb. Sorry, uh, four point eight, which is really high, actually. Oh shit! Uh, I'm I the movie started playing. And I'm at the part, I think, where he, like, jumps out of, like, does the swan thing <laughs> out of the damn, hold on, let's see. Isn't that the funniest? I I can't get over that shot. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't even, I don't know where to begin on that, like. He's such a large man. What would make you think gravity would allow that out of water? Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know how, like, how, I wonder how they did that. It probably wasn't that deep, and he was already at the bottom and just pushed off really hard. And they probably had know. more growth uh, 
like cables. They, no, those those springboard things, underwater ones that they use to propel like people up out of the water on. on oh, water. maybe. I don't know That's what a... I could think of because I was like, he's too fat and he's too old to do shit like that. Right. So it's like, do you know the trouble they had to fucking probably go through to get that to what? However, they did it. Yeah. You went through that much trouble for a dumbass scene? It's fucking... Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I'm going to talk to a Netflix executive. Who <laughs> Whose idea was it to put this on? No. What were they drinking that night? Margarita in a can. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, I'm trying to look. This actor who played... Leatherface. I have seen him in something. He was well, he was in Buffy. Oh, who was he in Buffy? Uh he was in one episode, it looks like he played a character named Lenny. That did not I I just watched so much Buffy, I thought I would know immediately who you were talking about. Yeah. And I didn't. <laughs> no, he was in one episode. He played a character named Lenny. The episode was called Lover's Walk. I don't I don't know. Oh uh, Lenny. I remember the episode. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like I'd seen him in something. Anyway, uh, one thing I don't think his performance as Leatherface was necessarily bad. I just think that everything they had him do as Leatherface was bad. Yeah, this one was definitely on the writers. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's on him as an actor. I, I do think that he played the part fine. Did he though? Because I mean, nothing that he did screamed Leatherface to me. Not even when he put the mask on. You know, he it, it, it when you think of Leatherface, you can't help but the OG because it's the one that started everything. But right. it to me, I he just didn't scream Leatherface. No, yeah, well, you know, like. But I think a lot of that though is the look. He doesn't look like Leatherface. He just looks dumb. Um, yeah, I they don't know. really screwed the movie up. They did. They, yeah, they, 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 this this was a cash grab that they didn't grab the right enough cash. Yeah, they, they, they should not do this movie that. right. There's no way. Only Texas Chainsaw Man, because this title does get slotted around pretty well, and it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but outside of a few of the movies that they have, they have some that actually really fit. But to sit there and say that this movie is a direct sequel from the 1974, no, no, no. Because mm-hmm. the 2003 mm-hmm. and the 2006, they, I think those are the two, those two fit really good. This is the Jessica Beale and Jordana oh. Brewster one. And but no, seriously, as the Hewitts, they fit well as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre depiction. But if you want to go full on Leatherface, where it ties to the OG, and like I said, I, I touched base with these two movies, but you know, I really want your guys' thoughts with this as well because I did a lot of research on these movies. You know, I took this shit real serious because. It just broke my heart with this TCM 2022. But Leatherface, the prequel, 2017. Okay. Jed Adiah Sawyer 
is Leatherface. And in there, he they showed him when he was eight years old and he got taken away from his family. And it, he spent 10 years in basically an insane asylum type ward for bad kids. And when you look at the OG, the 1973 one, the age, how they end that story ties directly to that movie. And if you take from that movie to, and I know everybody hates this one because of, of a certain saying, but the Texas Chainsaw 3D. Do you think, cuz? Yes. <laughs> but it, it ties into both of the movies because the mayor that is in the 2013 is the son of the ranger from 2017 that took Jed from his family for 10 years. During that 10 year period, Verna Sawyer, the mother slash aunt, she basically raised the kid, okay? She married a Carson. Now, they said that Verna wasn't home, she was at the Carson residence at the last of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2017, or Leatherface 2017. After that was said, then the 2017 movie with, uh, uh, what's her name? A Alexander Desario. I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. It ties Vernon and her attorney, Hartman, to the prequel, that ties to the original. This 2022 had nothing to do with any of the storyline at all. They put him at an orphanage. How is he going to get all the way to that town when this man is a simple-minded man? If you look up some of the background stories of it, he's mentally handicapped. He's disabled. I don't want to drop the R word because it's very offensive to people, and I wouldn't want to offend anybody. But that's how they kind of describe him because of what happened to him in the 2017 Leatherface. And it's just with this 2022, it's terrible. It, it has no, there's, there's no way you could tie it to the OG, not at all. There's no, no plausible way to do it. If you guys know of a, of a plausible way then please by all means explain it because like i said i know that two of these movies are shit movies to a lot of people but when you're looking at a timeline of a franchise and you really want to tie it up in a bow sometimes the shit movies turn out to be a lot better than you think because at least it ties to the og i will say that like this isn't a I think the best case that you can make for tying this to the the OG is just overlooking the serious plot holes in the Sally Hardesty timeline. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that's what they were going for. That's I'm not going to make that case because they failed. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say on, on your point of just like the, you know, quote unquote, shitty entries being better. I'm never going to complain about any of the other Texas Chainsaw entries again. Like, I'm just not. I am I have a new respect for even the ones that I hated initially. Like, Yeah, exactly. 
And I, I can totally agree with you on that because it, it has. It's changed my perspective on a lot of them. I look at them a lot, lot of them with a little bit more respect because nothing can be as bad as this. Because, like, I even – if so, for me, the – what, the 2003 and then the um New Beginning, like, everyone shit on those all the time. And I thought they were fun. They weren't good, yeah. but they were kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Like, I never hated those. I did not like Leatherface until I saw the 2022 one. And then it's like, you know what? Leatherface wasn't that bad. Yeah. I'll take it. I think this franchise needs a lot more Friday the 13th in it to where it's just like, dude, let, well, let's just get the fuck of being character killing people, please. Enough with the prequels and then this and then forget about this. Just fuck it. Just, can we just get Leatherface killing people in cool ass ways? <laughs> because it's really that hard to fucking do. Why is this the franchise where they just can't fucking do that? I know he's got like a cool weapon. It's a fucking chainsaw. Right. <laughs> right. He's fucking wears people's faces and has a that's why the remakes, other than this one, say what you want to say about them. They're they're still watchable. Yeah. You know, you know, they might not be great movies. They may not be great Texas Chainsaw movies, but you can sit down, especially the Jessica Biel one. I was going to say. Especially that one. But even for just the movie and not the wife beater, it's still a fucking bad. Like, you can sit there and watch it and enjoy it and not be miserable. That wife beater don't hurt, though. It don't hurt <laughs> at all. But, it, you know, other than that, it, you know... It, I just don't understand why they, they like like I said, it's a dude wearing other people's faces with a fucking chainsaw. And they're they're cannibalistic. How can you screw that up with as much zombie shit as you put out there? <laughs> I'll tell you this. Texas Chainsaw directed by Rob Zombie wouldn't be that fucking bad. It'd fit his aesthetic. Yeah. It'd be perfect. It'd be um, I, I will say, in my opinion, so far this year, X is the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that's come out in 2022. I will what second that strongly. Yep. There was nothing but fucking in it. I didn't see no fucking in Texas Chainsaw ever. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm know. just saying, watch it. You'll, you'll see what? what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it, it has that kind of uh, Texas Chainsaw vibe. A little bit. I don't know. Well, anything's got to be better than this one. That's for sure. Should we portnoy this thing? Uh, before we portnoy, I do have my reviews. Totally oh, sure. right. Before we were doing the bracket, I had started doing, like, review excerpts. Okay. Um, I have, as is the custom, I have one good review and one bad <laughs> review. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost chose two good reviews just because I felt like we needed something to balance all of us out. but. Um, for, okay, oh, I'm going to start with the bad review, though. Um, for the love of Leatherface, leave this massacre alone once and for all. It is time to put the chainsaw down and walk away. Uh, that was from David Fear of Rolling Stone. Good, good job, David. Uh, I mean, and... if this is what they're going to give us, I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the... Good review. I chose specifically to piss off Rob. Um, <laughs> if you are seeking retribution for the disappointing Halloween kills when it comes to revisiting <laughs> nostalgic horror icons, then this movie is for you. It keeps the horror formula simple and the kills riveting. All right, look, I didn't love <laughs> Halloween kills. All right, I did not love it, but it's better than this. 
But this was simple. The whole... Yeah, all right. And it kept the kills riveting. Uh, that was from Chauncey K. Robinson. From the I mean, the kills and Halloween door. kills weren't the problem. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, fuck that person. And, you know, and I said this before. I, Halloween kills is at least interesting in that it tells the story of Haddonfield, which nobody has tried to do before. You weren't impressed by the gentrification story? Well, yeah, yeah. The, what, what he, <laughs> Nobody's what the, done that before. What the gas station guy call them? Gentrifuck? Fuckers or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, with the reviews, we can go ahead and port noise. All right. All right. This is going to be fun. Uh, I'll go first. All right. I give the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love that Greg is listening to this. I give the Texas <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. Of 2022, a 0.5. Oh they, wow! Wow! Yeah, they did. Wow! They they didn't even get Leatherface right. Like it didn't look like Leatherface. The some of the kills that you guys praised, I wasn't crazy about. They weren't over the top kills. They weren't great. They weren't fucking anything like that, man. The Sally thing was pathetic, and they made it like it was this huge fucking deal. And, and it wasn't even fits in fucking Bulgaria. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even really the Texas Chainsaw Masters, Bulgarian <laughs> shit fest. So, therefore, it is a 0.5. And I would like to double down on my point that anyone who likes this movie can go fuck themselves. So, you can sit, cry on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to do it. That's where I stand. Uh, that was something I I needed to talk about this like way at the beginning of the episode, but I just we need to have a disclaimer or something where just this should be a common sense thing, but we're allowed to be hyperbolic on the show. Yes. Like that's half the fun of listening to a podcast. Yeah, and if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Point blank, period. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm never hyperbolic. <laughs> I I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed. So who's next? I gave my uh, that's a perfect score, by the way. Um, I'll go. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, when I think of the 1974 th film, the first thing I think of is the feeling of that film. It feels dirty. It feels hot. You almost need to take a shower after you watch it because you just feel gross after having experienced it. And one of the things that none of the sequels have ever been able to to really live up to or recreate is that feeling they do not do that again in this film though they do try it just doesn't work um i like the cinematography a lot but cinematography is only one of a number of elements that make up a film uh it is not enough to carry this one very far i give it a 2.1 way too high okay Fair enough. Is somebody keeping track of these to see if it's going to be uh, Slasher yes. Radio approved? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. I'll I'm going to give it know. a 14 out of 10 to make it Slasher Radio approved. Real quick, too, <laughs> I forgot to mention that in my little soliloquy. It, it, that's the thing, the main thing. It's living up to the original, which was an amazing fucking movie. And, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what X does the best. X really creates that feeling of the original better than a lot of films that have been called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Cat, where are you at with this thing? Um, I actually have 
I, the highest score, oh, wow. which is surprising because I thought I was being like pretty harsh. And I bounce back and forth because I, I do kind of try to put movies into perspective of other movies with my port noise. I, I try to be as objective as possible and I, I look at multiple factors. I went back and forth with this one because it's like a lot of the things that I rank below a five, I rank because I get bored. Like, if there's something in there that I want to see or if it has potential, I, I usually consider that to be above average. Um, this one had moments like that. I think about it a lot. The cinematography was good. Like, there were points in its favor, but there was no way I was going to rank it as high as a five. Um, just And then, you know, I, I had kind of uh, gone back down and then I came back up because, you know, the special effects are good and it's got some cool kills. Uh, what... And like you guys were saying, it brought me back down because it's like it really just doesn't live up to the original, which is one of my top 10 films of all time, uh, like X, actually. <laughs> uh, top 10. But um, yeah, I, I landed on a 3.1 for this one. There were moments, there were potential. I do spend time thinking about it for better or definitely for worse. Uh, but it sucked. <laughs> That's way too high. Okay. Uh, Amber? Yeah. I need a port noise for this. I, honestly, I get a, a 0. 0.5. And <laughs> the know. only reason why it, the only reason why it got even the 0. 0.5 is because it was shot beautifully. Some of the scenery in there in Bulgaria and not Texas <laughs> was so amazing. <laughs> especially that sunflower scene because i'm partial to them but until they did the the whack-a-mole scene of it <laughs> i was fine. good <laughs> that's my shit but yeah i it, it's just one of the movies that i i don't recommend it people have asked me about it and i've given them my opinion and they don't like it but i don't care it's just like like rob said <laughs> to agree with rob uh when you watch the 1974 one, you get that feel. You you feel the terror. You feel it. And a lot of them have dropped the ball, but this one ain't even in the same ballpark. We're talking baseball versus softball. <laughs> it's not the same. No, we're talking MLB major leagues compared to like hitting a frozen turd with a stick or something like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is not slash radio approved uh totaling mm. with a, a 1.6 wow yeah yeah um joining uh the likes of sharks of the corn which received a 2.4 <laughs> so it is worse than sharks of the corn i don't know how i feel well, about obviously that. it's worse yeah. than sharks <laughs> of the it's corn. terrible no really it's worse than one of the best movies of the year you guys fucking did that i gave that a 0. <laughs> 0.2 Damn, that's really? ridiculous. I five point five. What sharks of the yes. corn? <laughs> Hell yeah, that was a good movie. See, yes. come on, who knows what's up? Rob's only. I'm never mind. I'm not gonna bring it up. Fuck. What did I call that girl again? Titties out, girl. Yeah. Damn, she couldn't even save that movie. A sort of friend of mine, and you're gonna disrespect her that way. She had titties out. She did. <laughs> also joining uh feast two with a 0 0.4 the lowest uh or given rightfully so that is also the movie that greg has deemed better than halloween 
If you can see Greg's face right now, you <laughs> cracking the fuck up. He's gonna spoil our whole show on Twitter in about twenty minutes. I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well not even put this episode out. Oh no, he's gonna torture you guys. He's gonna make you guys wait. Oh, what else is new? <laughs> he's got that look on his face, like, "Oh, when I come at you, I'm coming at I- you, bro." One thing that I will say in defense of Feast 2, that's something I never thought I'd be doing. Uh, Feast 2 lives up to the legacy of Feast better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> 2022 lives up to the legacy of the original. It so does. good job, Feast 2, I guess. Yeah, it does. Feast sucked too. <laughs> uh, and you guys have to remember something. You guys poked that bear tonight quite a bit. Yeah, and yeah, no. You're gonna have him on your show in a few weeks. Yeah. I would think about that. I know, but you know what? He's limited right now, so we got. I know we're gonna pay for it later, but I, he's probably got about fifty gabagool pictures in his phone ready to go <laughs> right now. So I, I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah, Greg, if you're looking for good stuff, just go to um, Twitter and search the gifts. No. Just type in Italian. It's no. hilarious. No, <laughs> why are you helping him? Well, I mean, it's it's funny with Greg, like sometimes we're enemies, but then sometimes our interests align. And this just happens to be one of the instances where our interests align. Yeah, you, you, they align when it comes to making fun of me for being Italian. <laughs> Not I get fun, fun Mikey. Being an Italian and a half breed, so yeah, no, but it's like, but he doesn't care. We're not, you know? we're not making fun of you for being Italian. We're celebrating your people. Mm. All right, is there anything that we did not touch on with this damn movie? I can't imagine. We've talked about this more than anyone should have ever talked about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the show slash your radio on Twitter uh radio.com you can check out all of our articles episodes interviews uh also don't forget next week we have tim wiltis from uh he is the chief executive officer at saber interactive we're going to be talking evil dead the game coming out next month uh what else do we got going on that that's really it for right now that i can think of um you can check me out at mikey's dead on twitter rob or, did you have a pizza coming this time or you ready? No, no pizza okay. no pizza we're good um i will say that uh if you're not a cheapskate you can head over to patreon.com yeah. slash slasher radio and uh support the show there you get all sorts of uh cool extra content and everything and it doesn't cost you that much money um also speaking of which we have not uh recorded our patreon episode yet um so amber uh you're the lucky one i need you to pick a number between one and 32 oh holy shit 17 17 oh that's a good one all right excellent (laughs) all right Hmm. that's uh that's what we'll go with tonight okay um other than that you can next Uh, no it's not your next damn it um other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three, and you can listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Just want to piggyback real quick. I, I completely forgot about the Patreon. Uh, again, last week, the on Patreon, the show usually the the Easter egg content for anyone who remembers that that's on Patreon. You still get the Easter egg at the end of the show over there. It was too long. The show and the Easter egg together were too long to upload on Patreon. So oh, I, wow. they had to be uploaded separately again. So you're missing out on a lot of co- extra content there. 
extra show every week on the Lord Humphrey um the Lord Humphrey Audio Entertainment Network. That's what it is. I, I thought it was like the shit and go. I don't remember. Anyway, so uh, it's the L H A E N. There's no way I'm remembering that. <laughs> you <laughs> thought I was hard enough to remember the other thing. Uh, but yeah, you get the extra show. Uh, also, I I released the unboxing of the Walking Dead liquor, so oh. um, that video is out today oh. on Patreon. Yeah, I took a shot in that yeah, video. Yeah. yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't made a boxing video yet, but I can't wait. Put <laughs> stuff in boxes. <laughs> if you do that, I'll seriously lose <laughs> my shit. Um, cat, where are they finding you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour v o l e u r, and that's it today. Okay. Uh, Amber? Yes. It has been a pleasure, as always. I want to thank you very much for hopping on with us. Uh, you always bring great thought and wisdom to the show. We appreciate that, except when you're talking about Lord Humphrey stuff. <laughs> and uh, is there anything you want to let us know where you, we can find you or anything like that? What are you, what are you doing? Nope. You can just catch me listening to you guys every week and uh, probably be calling in more often. So. Okay. Okay, is Greg, is Greg still around? Yeah, Greg's actually right here right now. <laughs> Greg, Greg, where, where are you, Greg? I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. What are you doing over there? You're lurking. What, what you, you got your TikToks over there we were talking about earlier, right? Yes, yes, yes. You can find me on TikTok at Darth Gregor. Hard question of the day. I'm actually starting my own tournament tom- uh, tomorrow. Mm. Who's the best Dracula on film the best. not your favorite but the best leslie nielsen <laughs> yes good call he's in there nice that sounds awesome i also see you like you're eating food on there like you're doing everything on there yeah on on wednesdays like you leave a comment of what kind of weird food combo you want me to try if it gets the most likes i will eat it Oh my god! Unless it's got like cottage cheese, because that's that's just gross. Like, I have more power to it. And some of the shit I have actually fixed. And oh my god, yeah. But I am waiting for the first person to put some gabagool in there. Son oh of a bitch! Goodness. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Hey! Stop helping him! Ah, damn it! All right. Um. All right, guys, we're done. That's it. Texas Chainsaw. It's finally we got it all out of our system. We will be back next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. What? Gob- always gobble. Always gobble, man. Always. And Paisan. Paisan. Yeah, Paisan. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 